Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. Is there such a thing as thinking too much? This is Colleen Chaddix for the Yale Office of Public Affairs. I'm talking with Dr. Susan Nolan Hooksma. Her research has found a strong link between depression and thinking over and over about problematic situations. That link is especially strong in women. Let's start by defining the kind of thinking that we're talking about. You use the phrase ruminative style. Can you tell us what you mean by that? Rumination is when you're going over and over things that have happened in the past, rehashing uh, things that people have said to you or events that have happened, and you're also worrying a lot about the future, Mm -hmm. but you're not doing anything to overcome the problems or deal with the concerns. You just go round and round in your head um, and you dig yourself in deeper and deeper into your worries and concerns. And why are women more prone to be ruminators? There's probably several answers to that. I think one is that women tend to be very concerned about relationships Mm -hmm. because we have been caretakers throughout the millennia of children and of our families. And the thing about relationships is that there's always something to worry about or be concerned about. There are um, conflicts in relationships and concerns about whether you're taking care of people well enough. And I think women's interpersonal orientation really makes them more prone to, to analyzing things that happen and to worrying about things that might happen in the future. It almost seems like a horrible catch-22, though, because... A ruminator, it seems to me, might have some trouble with relationships because of the rumination. Yes, definitely. I mean, we've found and other people have found that uh, ruminators, people are initially supportive of their concerns, but then they get tired of listening to it and can get hostile and and annoyed, which just gives the ruminator something more to (laughs) ruminate about, and it becomes this vicious cycle. You've written a book called The Toxic Triangle, where you discuss the interplay between depression, food, and alcohol in women. Can you talk about that relationship a bit? Yeah, we initially um, were looking at the relationship between rumination and depression and finding uh, very strong evidence that people who are prone to ruminate are more likely to have bouts of severe depression. Mm -hmm. And in fact, this may be one reason why women are so prone to depression. But there are some people who try to escape their ruminations and their negative feelings by either binge eating or binge drinking. And they have a tendency to develop you know, uh, severe alcohol problems or food-related problems. And so you see depression and uh, overeating and overdrinking um, interplaying, uh, interacting with each other to really, again, get women in this this stuck place that's mm-hmm. very, very hard for them to pull out and of. And then you have another thing to worry about. You can yes. worry about your weight. You can worry about your drinking. And exactly. You've linked rumination with trauma and chronic stress. Is this a style of thinking that we learn in response to circumstances that might make us feel helpless? I think that's one source of it. And so we find that uh, people who've had uh, abuse histories, for example, are more prone to rumination and people who are facing just ongoing stressors. Um, there are lots of other sources, though. In fact, mm-hmm. we just published a study where we found a genetic link to rumination that uh, may help to explain why some people are just born ruminators. Now, that doesn't mean that it can't be overcome, but it may mean that you have a Uh, Some people have a biological predisposition to getting into this style of thinking Mm -hmm. from a very early age. Do more cerebral people ruminate more, people who are just sort of used to using their mind? 
Um, We don't find a relationship between uh, rumination and education, for Mm -hmm. example, as you might expect. Um, And that may be because people who are less educated have less money and have more to ruminate about, Mm -hmm. real concrete problems. This seems to be more of a style that's connected to um, uh, analyzing oneself and uh, really questioning the meaning of what other people say and do. Um, that style of reflection. So you deconstruct and deconstruct and deconstruct, but you never get to a strategy to actually make the problem better. Well, I think in any situation, you eventually have to just decide, okay, more thinking isn't going to do me any good. Mm -hmm. I've just got to do something. Mm -hmm. And ruminators have a really hard time accepting that uncertainty and just forging ahead um, despite it. And I think that's one thing that really keeps them trapped. Do antidepressants or any kind of medication help? Antidepressants seem to help. Um, I think anything that reduces negative feelings can help. If you just shut off the feelings, that's Mm -hmm. one reason why people turn to alcohol, for example. If you just shut off the feelings, then you can shut off the thoughts. But um, they're short-term solutions. Do you find that people who spend a lot of time dwelling on the negative can do something to get their minds into a different groove? Is there a strategy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've um, looked at a number of different self-help strategies that people can use and and that therapists can use in intervention. I think there are two main components to pulling yourself out. Mm -hmm. One is just to find some way of breaking the cycle of rumination in the moment. Um, and uh, the simplest way is to do something that distracts you from the uh, problems that you're thinking about. Now, obviously, it needs to be something that is adaptive and and pleasant and isn't going to give you more to ruminate about. Mm-hmm. So things like exercise or doing a hobby, um, watching a funny uh, video, something like that, just something to get your mind in a different space for a little while, and then beginning to do something about the problems that keep coming back that you keep ruminating about. Uh, Taking those little small steps toward um, feeling more in control of the situations that you keep worrying about or that you keep rehashing. Are they indeed real problems, the things that people are ruminating about? Are they, you know, am am I concerned about my job when in fact my boss loves me and everything's fine? Yeah. Um, Sometimes there are real problems, uh, real problems in relationships or you're about to lose your job or there's something going on with your child that's worrying you. Um, But what happens in rumination is that it takes... Uh, a manageable problem and it just expands it Mm -hmm. and turns it into something that feels really overwhelming. The other thing that happens when you're ruminating is you start thinking about one problem and then that makes you think of another problem and another and another and there's this snowballing effect until it feels as though everything in your life is out of control. It must be a really hard thing to change because it it sounds from what you're saying that this is sort of a style of thinking that one almost grows up with. I think it is quite hard to change, and people will often feel as though um, they have to ruminate. They have to think about these things because if they don't, then they feel even more out of control. Mm -hmm. So, um, and and people will say, well, I think I'm getting insight into my problems whenever I'm ruminating. Um, But the problem is that that our research shows that you're actually thinking more and more negatively. You're getting more overwhelmed and immobilized and stuck um, and more depressed and anxious and, and unable to actually deal with the problems that you're facing. Can ruminators sort of cure themselves or will it always be kind of a all right I need to I need to stop myself I need to check myself 
sort of a lifetime management thing? I think it is a lifetime management thing. People, the first um, step to overcoming rumination is recognizing you're doing it Mm -hmm. and deciding that you're going to do something about it. Um, And then you can learn these strategies for pulling yourself out. Um, But I think the tendency is, is still there. And one just has to get better at recognizing when you're starting down that pathway um, and using your strategies to pull yourself off before you get too deep. Thank you. We've been talking with Dr. Susan Nolan Hooksima, Professor of Psychology and Director of the Yale Depression and Cognition Program.